0: What's <laughs> up?
1: seconds. I <laughs> I'm 24. I pause the music. I am um not sick. It's that time of year. March rolls around. Spring is here, and with spring comes pollen, and with pollen comes allergies, and I got a little bit, I I have some allergies today, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like, that's why I'm sniffing and sneezing and, ugh, God, man. And just,
0: I'm inflamed. It's like, ugh, God. I don't want to talk about it. Don't want to talk about it. And pause my music, please.
1: Unbossed, Chief Key. I said angrily yesterday, "If Lamar Jackson, not even if, but I'll have reactions if he gets franchise tagged. If he doesn't, if he gets franchise tagged with the exclusive franchise tag or the non-exclusive franchise tagged. I said, regardless, I will be back." I said, out around the time that he that the tag deadline comes down a little bit after that don't worry I will still I, I had to eat some food I was hungry I was hangry I was a little bit hungry. we'll talk about it we'll talk about Lamar Jackson we'll talk about Formula One as well while rain happened we'll talk about the draft I I'm not as prepared on the draft I just I had some things to do today so I'm not as prepared about the draft we'll kind of transition into the draft on Thursday. No podcast tomorrow, but that is the the new schedule. No podcast. I mean, technically I think that's been the consistent schedule. Is that there's no podcast on Wednesday, skip Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. But the new podcast is Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. A lot of stuff to talk about here today, ladies and gentlemen. Right here. 24th podcast.
0: Wow, 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 wow. Um,
1: You know, there's a lot of reactions already to the Lamar Jackson trade. Or not trade, but franchise tag. I'll talk about it. Talk about it here in the opening of the show. Some
0: good. I've already seen some that are already bad. So... Let's just get right into it. I'm, look, I'm not going to pretend to be
1: angry for content, even though that's very, very easy. I'm just, I know what's going to, let me, let me just, I mean, why why is Ryan Tannehill's name trending on Twitter? Give me like two seconds to figure this out. I'm like, is he cut? Is he, I don't know why. His name is weirdly trending on Twitter. I don't know why. Let's talk about Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, I I didn't know if they were going to do it, honestly. I don't even want to say I had a feeling, because I, I really, I don't know. It just, it doesn't compute in my brain why the Baltimore Ravens are going to do this. I've been talking about this for about three or four months, and really for a little bit over a year to a little bit under a year in the grand scheme of things. Let me point to you the statistic that I want everyone to kind of know about, and I want to kind of put a spotlight on here. So, Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl in 2000, I believe it was 12. Won the Super Bowl 2012. With Joe Flacco, it was Ed Reed's, one of his final years in Baltimore, it was Ray Lewis's final year in the NFL. So they wanted to go out with a bang with Ray Lewis. They beat Peyton Manning, I think, in, in, um, in Baltimore. Go on to get to the Super Bowl. And they beat the San Francisco 49ers. Colin Kaepernick. I think Randy Moss is on that team, among others. On the 49ers. Went on to win the Super Bowl. It was the Beyonce Super Bowl in New Orleans where the power went out, by the way, if you remember or don't remember. Let me plug in my computer first. Hold on. I'm also reading, by the way, just... I don't want to deviate too much. I'm reading, like, three books right now. And I'm one of those people that smells books. Every... By the way, every book reader smells books. And so... I don't know. I'm smelling... While I was talking, I was smelling books.
0: I never said I wasn't weird. Let me plug in my computer. Never said that, never said I wasn't weird. For <clears throat> the Baltimore Ravens, as I get a whiff of Jade
1: City. <laughs> I'm like, as I get a whiff of Jade City or Jade War. I don't know, I'm reading a lot of books. I got a, bu- I got a lot of books to read. Oh my God, I gotta stop. They smell good. They smell, they smell good. They smell different because they're made out of different pages, but they smell good, sorry. Baltimore, point that I was trying to make about Baltimore, right? That they won the Super Bowl in 2012. How many times and how many trips to the playoffs do you think that they had from 2012 to when they, uh, to when they drafted Lamar Jackson in 2018? How many, how many times have you, do you think that they've gone to the playoffs? So just <clears throat> in context, right? To give you a little bit of context. That is one, two, three, four, five years in
0: between when they won the Super Bowl and when they drafted Lamar Jackson. How many times do you think they went to the playoffs? They went to the playoffs once. One time. Now, with Lamar Jackson and no number one
1: wide receivers on the team uh, they had Mark Ingram, and he, I think, had a great year or a good year with Baltimore. But really, no, no number one wideouts. Kind of an on-again, off-again relationship with the defense. Essentially, the defense doesn't roll. I don't think, you know what I think? I think the defense is overrated. It essentially requires Lamar Jackson to do everything, to be everything. And if he isn't, then the defense sputters and stutters. It's very
0: reliant on Lamar Jackson. Pretty much what I'm trying to say is that the whole football team relies on him to essentially be
1: everything for them all the time, every single day, right? Lamar Jackson, ever since he got drafted to the Baltimore Ravens and the Baltimore Ravens have gone to the playoffs four out of five times in the last five years. And the only time that they didn't go to the playoffs was because Lamar Jackson and the entirety of the Baltimore Ravens football team was hurt. They finished the season 8-9. and That was
0: the 2021 season. And so reports have come out. Hold on, I got a cough.
1: (coughs) Excuse me. I don't know if that's allergies or what. I mean, my throat was like itchy. Lamar and the Baltimore Ravens go to the playoffs four out of five years. Including this year, and for some for some inauspicious, kind of ridiculous reason, the Baltimore Ravens have decided unfortunately, to franchise tag Lamar Jackson and apply the non-exclusive
0: tag to the reason why they have gone to the playoffs in four of five years with him at
1: quarterback. And let me just check something really, really fast. One, two, three,
0: four. So just, just so we're clear on this, the four or five years for Lamar Jackson going to the playoffs,
1: is the equivalent of the run that they had in the early 2010s when they won the Super Bowl.
0: They went to the playoffs for three consecutive years, 2010,
1: 11, 12, didn't go to the playoffs in 13, went back 14, and then they had a three-year run where they didn't go back to the playoffs until they got Lamar Jackson. Just to show you just how great of a stretch Lamar Jackson has had over the last couple of years, did it without really a number one wide receiver, did it with Mark Andrews, who I think is a great tight end, always seeing his praises. Defense that's uberly reliant on Lamar, and then even when they aren't reliant on, even, even when Lamar plays like a great game, as we saw last year, they gave up multiple, multiple huge leads in the fourth quarter, Seven, and in the second half. Multiple 10 to 17 point victories in the fourth quarter. And in the second half, insane, insane levels of ineptitude from the defense that they shell out a ridiculous sum of money to on an annual basis. Let me just <clears throat> check some of, their, uh, some of their players here. Marlon Humphrey, he's getting paid $19 million annually. They can't get rid of him. They can't get rid of him. He's, he's worth his, his dead money is $32 million. You literally lose $12 million by cutting Mar- Marlon Humphrey. Somehow, some way, you're still paying Roquan Smith money. I don't know how. I think that's wrong. And on and on and on. And it's just like, you guys have defensive
0: players that aren't producing. You have offensive players that aren't producing. And you're like, yeah, we'll pass on paying Lamar Jackson.
1: So, yesterday I talked about Exclusive tags versus non-exclusive tags. That's so we're clear. The exclusive tag essentially means that the player is locked up for another year. No questions, no no holds
0: barred, nothing asked. That's what it means. It's that essentially you don't get to negotiate with other teams.
1: You don't get to leave in free agency. It's essentially a ridiculous lock on a player because they want to use the player for another year. The non-exclusive franchise tag, which I don't think has ever really been used on a quarterback or really any other player,
0: the non-exclusive franchise tag has essentially been... Hold on. I'm, I don't understand what's going on. Hold on. I'm reading a tweet about. Hold on. Okay. I'm like reading some stuff on Twitter. I'm just like, I don't understand it. Hold on. Okay, whatever, Um, hold on. Okay, I'm I'm shocked at what I'm seeing right now. I'll talk about it here. Back
1: to Lamar Jackson and what a non-exclusive franchise tag means versus a exclusive franchise tag. We talk about what exclusive means. Essentially, it's like the player is locked in with that team for another year. A non-exclusive franchise tag means that that player can go to other teams, negotiate his contract, and then be able to bring that contract, bring those negotiations back to his original team that drafted him, and ask if they want to match it. If they don't want to match it, then too bad, so sad, uh that player gets to go on to his new team. If they do want to match it, if they don't want to match it in that case, if they don't want to match it, he goes on to his new team. If they do want to match it, then he goes back to his team and he signs the contract with them. Now, the caveat being in all this is that he doesn't get to leave for free. You give up two first-round draft picks, which is, I mean, that's chunk change for Lamar Jackson. And so what Baltimore did, this is a huge gamble, and they gambled. What Baltimore essentially did was they were like, yeah, we're going to place the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson, and we are going to gamble that nobody will want to franchise, will nobody want to sign him? I don't know. Or that we're going to essentially indirectly trade him while not trading for him. They will get a first round, they will get two
0: first round draft picks back if he signs with another team. I'm shocked. At this whole process.
1: I'm shocked because it is not only obvious that Lamar Jackson is the reason why they have won games, but it is incredibly obvious. It's so obvious that that it should be like
0: alarm bells ringing in their ears. It's like, how do you not see this? How do you not know this? It's insanity to me. And... I was going to come here on the podcast and I was going to be able to
1: be like X team should be interested in him if I'm X team, but reports
0: early are that teams are not interested in Lamar Jackson. The, the major teams, right?
1: That apparently the Dolphins, they're not interested. The Panthers aren't interested. The Atlanta Falcons aren't interested. Washington is interested. Isn't interested, excuse me. And it's just like,
0: is every single fucking team in the NFL incompetent? Some of those teams that
1: I just mentioned haven't had quarterback play, decent quarterback play, for 20 years. With Washington, it's a crapshoot. With Sam Howell. With Carolina, you had Cam Newton for a couple of years, and then Cam Newton sucked. And you still haven't recovered after you, you cut Cam. With Atlanta, you got Desmond Ritter and Marcus Mariota. It's like, are you guys planning on taking, tanking? Excuse me, again for the next year? Are you guys? That's what your plan is to tank. And then finally, Miami. Miami today, I was watching Skip and Shannon. Miami is reportedly interested in looking around for quarterback, but apparently the, the book is now that they aren't interested in pursuing Lamar Jackson. I talked about it, I think, yesterday on Monday. I talked about it, yes, not yesterday, excuse me. Additionally, on Saturday, I said certain teams are not willing to do what is necessary in order to win football games. Certain teams want to win their way, but their way is a stupid way. Their way is a losing way, which is why they haven't won doing their way instead of just winning any kind of way. They would rather do things their way. Washington, we already know how dysfunctional it is.
0: The Commanders, the Panthers, Atlanta. Arthur Smith has been the head coach. This will be his third And potentially, his final year. He's been incredibly uncompetitive in that division. And
1: so now the book is, well, um, nobody wants to offer Lamar Jackson. Nobody wants to pursue Lamar Jackson, which, at first, I couldn't believe it. I was like, "I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that Atlanta was out. Because at first it was, oh, they're in? They're in on Lamar Jackson. They're trying to hunt for Lamar Jackson. And now it's like, they're out. And it's just like, what? That doesn't make any sense. And now you hear it. I don't know if teams are just blowing. I mean, it's March. So teams are lying all the time. But it's like the league consensus for a lot of these reporters and a lot of guys and gals get it wrong all the time. But like the
0: league is, the league consensus is that they don't, that they don't want to pursue Lamar Jackson, which is insane to me. I'm shocked. I'm also looking at some DeAndre Hopkins stuff. My throat is starting to close up because of my allergies. I'm going to have to lay down and rest soon. But I will persevere. Let me take a swig of my water first. Hold on.
1: It's actually, I cannot believe how sick I have gotten over like the last hour. Or how sick I feel. It's like, it's like literally my throat is starting to close up a little bit. Jesus
0: fucking Christ. Sorry about that. Oh my goodness. Anyways, I'm, I'm shocked at how little interest Lamar
1: Jackson has seemed to have gotten after huge breaking news. And for me, it's like, it's like the Amari Cooper trade last year, where it's just like, Amari Cooper is available. Anyone who wants him can go out and get him for cheap. And it's like, it's one of those situations where it's just like, bro, it's too good to be true. How are you not, how are you not being a little bit more aggressive? And I've criticized certain teams for not going after guys like Amari Cooper last year. I'm like, he's available. He's open. What, like, why aren't you a little bit, a tad
0: bit more aggressive with a little bit more. With a little bit just more urgency. Doesn't make it really a lot of sense to me. I was going to go on to the podcast today. I still think Miami should look into
1: it. I think the 49ers should look into it. I think all the teams that are not interested in pursuing Lamar Jackson. Should be interested in pursuing Lamar Jackson. And I hope that it's just a smokescreen. I'm shocked. I'm just like. You guys are fucking losers. <laughs> I'm like, you guys are fucking losers. And you guys are like, um, well, you know, um, eh, we don't want to pursue a winner. And it's just like, that's why you guys say losers. That's why you guys are losers. That's why you guys will continue to be losers. I cannot believe that Atlanta... I I mean, I'm shocked. It's almost unbelievable. If not, it is unbelievable because it's just like it doesn't make any fucking sense. It's like, bro, you
0: guys in Atlanta are about to be smashed in a division that is uncompetitive. You need
1: something somewhere and you just can't fucking, I don't, I don't understand it. You can't just do what you've been doing for the last couple of, of years since you went to the Super Bowl. I'm shocked that they are like, eh, we'll pass. Oh, oh my God. It's like certain sports teams just want to suck. I, I, I talked about how Formula One, you have to be competitive. It just doesn't make sense to not be competitive. Like the goal should always be at some point we will be competitive. Like we will be competitive. We are going to like McLaren. And I'll talk about this when we talk about Formula One. But it's like McLaren is like we're years off. Of having a uh, a race car that is like, that is competitive. Excuse me, with the rest, with the top dogs, with Red Bull, Ferrari, looks like Aston Martin and Mercedes. We'll talk about all this when I talk about Formula One. But it's insane to me that teams are going to just be like, yeah, Lamar Jackson. And this is so interesting because it's like. Does Lamar Jackson, if he doesn't get a, you know, good negotiations, does he go back to Baltimore? I, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't know. So much has happened over the last hour. I was like, I was sure that teams were just going to be like, yeah, we want to win games. We're going to go after Lamar Jackson. And now it's like, eh, we don't want to win games. We'll just um, we'll roll
0: with whoever the Panthers are going to have at quarterback. It's like, do you guys want to lose? Shocked. Speechless. That's kind of the situation with Lamar and with some of the teams that could potentially pursue him.
1: The other side is the Baltimore Ravens. What does this mean for Baltimore? I think this means that they're done. And I think, realistically, they fell off the pace of Kansas City and the Buffalo Bills about a year or two ago. When they could have and should have added talent around Lamar Jackson, and they just didn't, and they just have done whatever they've continued to do for the last couple of years, and it's obviously not panned out. And even more impressively, importantly, and consistently, it's just continuously a clusterfuck in Baltimore when it comes to the wide receiving core. They have great talent. I like Devin DuVernay out of college. I like Tyler Tyler Tylen Stylan Wallace out of OSU. Loved, not loved, but I did not like uh, Rashad Bateman. I loved Hollywood. I loved Hollywood.
0: They can't figure out any of these guys. The GM for the Baltimore Ravens,
1: in a statement, had this to say. Let me find it. Let me pull it up. Where is it? Here it is. Having not reached a long-term deal with Lamar Jackson, we we will use the franchise tag. There have been many instances across the league and in Baltimore when a player has been designated with the franchise tag and signed a long-term deal that same year. We will continue to negotiate in good faith with Lamar, and we are hopeful that we can strike a long-term deal that is fair to both Lamar and the Ravens. Our ultimate goal is to build a championship team with Lamar Jackson leading the way for many years to come. When I read that garbage, I think to myself, hey, Eric, why didn't you um, sign him to a long-term deal last year or the year before? You drafted him in 2018, which means that he was eligible for a contract after the 2020 season. So last year, and then in the t- before the 2022 season, and then this year. Or excuse me, the 2021 season. Hold on. <coughs> excuse me. He's been eligible for two to three years, potentially, including this offseason. Why didn't you sign him? Why did you let things get to this place, to this level? Especially
0: considering the fact... Oh my God, my throat is really starting to close up on me. I apologize.
1: Especially considering the fact, when it comes to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore
0: Ravens, that you went out and you traded for Roquan Smith, the linebacker from Chicago, now a Baltimore Raven,
1: and then you extended him all within two months. And the, and the head scratcher to me, I think they overpaid for him. They overpaid for Wokan. They gave him $20
0: million per year. It's like, th- this is your plan? This is the way to go about it?
1: Overpay for one of the least impactful positions on the football field on the linebacker?
0: And then be like, and eh, we don't want to pay our quarterback. Like, what? doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I'm shocked. I'm speechless. And so, we'll see what happens in the next 24 hours, 48 hours. We'll see if teams actually have interest. Honestly. I cannot believe how disinterested teams seem to be in winning games.
1: It should be a fucking scramble to call Lamar, Lamar Jackson and see what he wants. A fucking scramble.
0: And the fact that teams are just like, eh, we'll be passive about it. I'm just like, oh my God. It's like, are teams are going to f- to fuck this up as well? I don't know. My throat is starting to close up, so I will... I'll get into, sorry about that, I will get into
1: Formula One here, or should I say Formula One and kind of like offload some of the conversation that I have? You know, we'll say Formula One, I apologize, we'll say Formula One for Thursday. Let me kind of talk about some of this draft conversation and the recaps going on with and some of the recap stuff going on with the draft as well. The Combine. This will be the final thing that we talk about because I just, I'm starting. I, I'm so sorry. I apologize. I'm just not feeling up for it. It's like literally, it's just like, oh my God. My, I kid you not. Like I can actually feel it just starting to just, my throat closing up on me. And so I apologize. I cannot believe I'm affected this much by,
0: by allergies, honestly. Anyways, I apologize. I want to talk about the
1: draft, right? Draft conversations. Anthony Richardson. Wow, he's throwing a football really, really far. Really, really consistently, I guess, in the combine. And so, let me play you a little bit of some clips that I got for you today. Some are from draft admirers. Some
0: are from
1: some are from admirers of what is it? Of um of some of these prospects. Some, uh, some people are going to have like some intelligence and be able to be like, oh uh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't just talk about Anthony Richardson as if he's the second coming of Jesus Christ. Um, except he plays football. <clears throat> Maybe we just shouldn't talk about him as if he's just going to come in and save the league or save a football team because he threw a football really really far in the combine. Again, I learn from my mistakes. Give me like 2 seconds to <clears throat> to pull some stuff up here. Let me show you Lewis Reddick, who never really been that much of a fan of as an analyst. I think he's kind of boring. I think he kind of goes along. With the, uh, the crowd, I think his conclusions are usually very, very basic, very, very
0: bland, and non-controversial. I don't know why my internet is, is shot right now, but I'll play you a little bit of Lewis Riddick because I think he represents
1: a lot of people on the subject of...
0: Do I have that clip or did I get rid of it? Hold on. Now I gotta look for it. Two seconds. <clears throat> I'm hoping that ESPN still has this clip of Lewis Riddick saying that Anthony Richardson is, is special and he's awesome and da 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 da. <clears throat> give me like two seconds. So weird to see some of the stuff that I'm saying. Uh, I'm just going to have to give you the context. Lewis Riddick.
1: Lewis Riddick is a draft analyst. I can't find it on the YouTube channel, and I'm just, I'm not going to be able to find it. But Lewis Riddick goes on to, I think, first take, and he starts talking about, he starts talking about how Anthony Richardson, he he gives you the cliff notes, right? He says to you, well, Anthony Richardson can f- throw a football really, really far, really, really high, really, really fast, et cetera, et cetera. Anthony Richardson is awesome, and he's done great things for his collegiate career, and blah blah blah. And he can excel. He can excel at the NFL level. Here's Shannon Sharp kind of refuting those claims, not directly, but a little bit indirectly. Here, here's here's a, I think like a minute of Shannon talking about this, and I'll kind of just like let it ride here.
2: Uh, same way I had it coming in, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and then you can go forth and on after that. Skip, try and Google who's the fastest quarterback to ever that's in the Hall of Fame or the winner of Super Bowl. <laughs> it's not going to appear. Who broad jumped that had the highest vertical jump of any Super Bowl quarterback that won the Super Bowl or in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Because you want me to get excited about something that doesn't tell me how the guy can be, play the position. What does the game tape tell you? When you watch Anthony Richardson game tape, when you watch Will Levis's game tape, mm-hmm. you watch Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, what does your eyes tell you? So now I'm supposed to disregard everything that I saw Richardson do at Florida, mm. everything that I saw uh, Levis do at Kentucky. And because they came to the combine in shorts and a t-shirt, run fast, jump high and says, you know what? They should be in front of Bryce Young. They should be in front of CJ Stroud. Right, Skip, I, last I checked, I have never seen a guy catch an t- uh, NFL touchdown mm. in a T-shirt and shorts. I've never seen a quarterback like, ooh, man, I bet that guy can stand and long jump about 12 feet. Yep. Man, he got that. Skip, I'm not going to throw a quarterback to pass, so what am I supposed to do? I'm going to get in the Wildcat, and I'm going to put Anthony Richardson outside, and I'm going to bring the backup quarterback in, and I'm going to throw him a fade. Is that what I'm going to do? Because when is Anthony Richardson going to use a 40-inch vertical playing quarterback, Skip? When is he going to use a uh, 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 almost 11-foot standing broad jump to do what with? Are they playing leapfrog in the NFL? Now, if they play leapfrog, he's the champ. You got it. He's going to be the Super Bowl champ every year because ain't yep. nobody going to be able to beat him at the no. quarterback position. Mm-mm. But, Skip, the thing that they're measuring doesn't tell you how good the guy's going to be playing the position. He throws the ball. So... Uh, he completed 54% of his passes. Yep. Is that good? Mm-hmm. So, Skip, in completing 54% of his passes, what did that standing brawl jump? What did that vertical? What did that 4440? How did that work out for him?
1: Didn't work out for him very well. And to make a comment about the whole, oh, his completion percentage was 50-something percent, Louis Riddick makes this asinine comparison between him and Jalen Hurts. And I hate how every single person now is comparing every single quarterback that can run and has an arm ta- has like arm strength to Jalen Hurts. It's like bro, it's a wrong comp it's the it's a bad comparison. You should be comparing the quarterback that you're comparing in Anthony Richardson to Cam Newton. Cam Newton was never an accurate quarterback. He had a great season, he had one great season and then kind of like a whole bunch of others that weren't very good. Also his rookie season was great as well as the MVP year, but look at his numbers. His numbers were not very good. He was an inaccurate quarterback, and he never learned how to have or how to develop accuracy. Lewis Riddick goes on this comparison, essentially makes this comparison between Jalen Hurts and Anthony Richardson, and he's just like, yep, he can develop just like Jalen because Jalen wasn't very accurate in college. And I, I don't know why he would say that. I don't know why he said that. Jalen Hurts literally never had below a 60% completion percentage in college. Anthony Richardson had, I think what Shannon said, was 54. By the by, Jalen Hurts, his highest completion percentage when it comes to his years playing, he was at Alabama when he, in 2018. And granted, he only, he only threw 70 passes, but it was 72%. Right, 765 yards, not a lot of production, where it's just like, you know, a hey, okay, let's eliminate that year. Right? Let's talk about the year that he went to Oklahoma. 340 yards, or 340 attempts, 237 yards, 3,851 yards, 69.7% completion percentage. I apologize if I got, if I got some of the statistics wrong. I'm, I'm not 100%. But neither is Jalen. He never had a 100% completion percentage season. Nobody has. But he had a 69%, which is hovering around like not the league average of the NFL. I think the league average is like 63, 64, 65% now. But he was a couple of percentile over that as a quote-unquote inaccurate quarterback in his final year in college. The whole, They can develop just like Jalen Hurts. I'm like, bro, you didn't watch Jalen Hurts play in college. I did. Jalen was far, far, far better than what people gave him credit for when he was playing in college and unfortunately now continue to fail to give him credit, which is ridiculous because he almost won the MVP this year and he went to the Super Bowl this year. But Anthony Richardson, oh yes, he he can develop just like Jalen Hurts. Here's Chris Sims talking about Will Levis.
3: Has the body of being that prototypical, but damn, he didn't. That was not a great performance he put out. You know, for for all the talk of like I got a cannon and I'm gonna show it off.
1: Damn, he. And this is with regard, by the way, to Will Levis at the combine.
3: And show it off, you know, kind of. Threw some B-minus footballs out there a few times. Was more worried about, ooh, let me complete it, Mm. instead of just like, hey, just throw it. And we know that the receivers are not all exactly the same, and they're not all running the rights the right, the routes the right way. Let it loose. I want to see what you got. Damn, it's a post corner route. We skipped it. We skipped a post corner route in the combine with no defenders on the field. Come on. So that was disappointing. He has some things with his feet that he has to work on. He gets very stagnant. And still, if you, anybody goes back and watch the combine workout, he'll get to the top of the drop and he'll just sit there, feet flat in the ground, and then he barely will take a hitch step or just throw it flat from there, and that'll lead to inaccurate throws. All right, so who helped themselves in the eyes of Chris Sims?
1: Well, and we'll cut it there. Now because he talks about Anthony Richardson, he talks about C.J. Stroud. Here, here's him talking well, a little bit Richardson about C.J. Stroud. Did,
3: kid did yeah. for sure, but nobody more than C.J. Stroud. So, he's talking about C.J.
0: Shroud. I'm actually starting to lose my voice. Um, I talked about over the weekend.
1: <clears throat> I talked about over the weekend, especially and specifically on Saturday, that Anthony Richardson and Will Levis were a tad bit overrated, and they still are. And we're at this weird spot and at this weird point where People are talking about them. I remember, and by the way, Rich Eisen has come out with some really weird stuff over the last couple of days. Where Rich I and Rich Eisen is just being lied to. I have no idea why he keeps on putting this stuff out. I barely now, unfortunately. I I'm I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I've I, I wanted to talk longer, but I'm just I I just can't do it tonight, or technically today. Um. Rich Eisen has put out some weird stuff where he's like... He thinks Anthony Richardson could go number one. And that's based off of the talks that he's had in Indy, which I just... I'm like, sure, bro. Okay. And he's been saying a whole bunch of other stuff about certain players and
0: prospects. And I'm like, dude, do you honestly expect some of this stuff to, to happen? I'm shocked. By the way, I just got to ask the obvious question. If you're a team... Like, for example,
1: the Indianapolis Colts. Do you go after Lamar Jackson? I don't know. I think you do. And I'm, again, I'm shocked that there are teams like Steven Ross, there are owners like Steven Ross and Jim Irsay that have been like, we want a new, young, fresh quarterback on our football team to lead our football team. And then when it comes time to pay the piper, they're just like, eh, eh, I don't really want to do that. Again, they don't want to win. They want to win their way. They're like, I want to draft a rookie quarterback that's going to come in, and he's going to be awesome, and he's going to be great, and blah, 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 blah. And it just, it's just not going to work that way for a lot of these teams, and they just, they're just, they ridiculously arrogant, and they just have zero perceptive perspective on how the league actually works. And that's why they're losers. I apologize for how short this podcast is gonna be. I plan on it for I plan on it to be a lot longer, but I'm just I just I'm I don't even want to say I'm sick. I just have really, really bad allergies. I'll be back on Thursday. So that way we can talk more about Formula One because I haven't even gotten to that. We'll talk more about the draft. And we'll kind of get off of Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, and we'll talk about a lot more things than just kind of that, and potentially Lamar Jackson things. If, if teams kind of like, it, it feels like teams are are telling the truth and potentially also lying at the exact same time. It feels like I'm kind of being bluffed here, but I don't really have information to be able to prove that because I'm like, there's, there's not a team, like Atlanta is not looking at Desmond Ritter and is like, yeah, we're happy with that. Carolina is, is not going to ever look at Sam Darnold and whoever else they have and be like, yep, we're happy and we're fine with that among other quarterbacks. There's no fucking way that that happens. And so I, I'm just, I'm shocked. I'm shocked at what I'm seeing. I'm shocked at what I'm hearing. So I'm peacing out. I'll see you, not tomorrow, excuse me, I'll see you on Thursday. Ladies and gentlemen, 24th Podcast.